0: Hello friends, and welcome to another exciting episode on the show. Today, we have an interesting topic we are bringing your way, as usual. But before we move on, I would advise that if you have kids around you, you may want to pause this for now. Maybe get an earpiece or go somewhere private. It's your call.
1: Thank you male culture. There is often a pushback of concerns of kind of manhood and uh, virility as kind of associated with people's identity. And so the thought of having a vasectomy, I think does scare of some men. There is, I think, some misconceptions too that kind of gives men a pause where they think the the funny joke is they're going to cut off my penis in the medical procedure, which is, is not the procedure at all.
0: Welcome to the Reconnected Marriage Partners podcast. Hi, We are David and Ebon, your hosts on the show. We know what it's like to feel less connected as a couple while juggling the increasing responsibilities and demands of work, life and parenthood. We also know what it feels like to achieve a deeper level of connection and intimacy in marriage while raising a family. If you're ready to reconnect on a deeper level, reignite the passion in your marriage and enjoy a more exciting and satisfying marriage, even if you're raising children with limited time, this podcast was made for you. Be prepared to be empowered and inspired to build the strong and connected marriage you truly desire. All right, let's light up that spark. Come on! Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode on this show. It's been a very busy, busy time for us um, here because... um. Many of you probably do not know, but we moved from Alberta to BC and there's been a lot happening and going on. But you know what? Um, That will be a story for another day. So today I have um, a very interesting and educative topic I'd like us to talk about. And um, I have a guest with me. This guest happened to be my, well, my former uh, physician or doctor, as some people call, um, back in Alberta. And one of the reasons why I do appreciate him is that, you know, when there was this shortage of doctors and people were finding it difficult to have doctors, he took it upon himself to take in healthcare workers um, with the quotes that, um, you know, we need to take care of our own so we could take care of others. I don't know if he if he remembers um saying that, but um I think that just made me love him more. <laughs> and so um I have the privilege to have um Dr. Adam Mildenberger um yeah. to the show. You're welcome, Doctor. Thanks.
1: Doc. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so just just a a background about um, Dr. Adam, if you're okay with me calling you that way, okay? Um, So he he is into family practice anesthesia, um, working out of Peace River in Alberta. He um, had his medical school and residency in family medicine at the U of A, which is the University of Alberta, and then his anesthesia training at U of S. Is U of S um, Saskatchewan?
1: That's correct, yeah.
0: Okay. And he's uh, married and he has a song and he's based in Peace River. So I just want to say welcome again. And thank you for um, making our time because we know that this season is, is really a heated season, you know, with influenza and all the rest happening. So thank you for making out time for me and for us. So my, my first question is, well, we've, we we know of your professional life and we know that being a physician or a doctor is quite um, hectic. So we'd like to know, what do you do for fun?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Well, I, as previously mentioned, I, I do have what I feel, I, I've been saying new, newborn son for <laughs> a little bit. He, he's now two. So I think... Not, not as new bonus as he once was, and so that that has been a big change in pace with the family. So uh, we spend a lot of time now, you know, as a family, looking after our son and doing parenting and social activities around that. Yeah, outside of medicine, I try to mountain bike as much as I can. I like to I like to play board games quite a bit, and I've I've been doing some kind of entrepreneurial activities on the side. I'm trying to start a solar farm up in Peace River, so. I yeah I keep busy both in my job and outside of my job.
0: We need to do that outside work. We should still have some other interest that keeps us um, going. At least to distress. I think maybe it, I guess your son helps you distress after a long day's work. Oh,
1: I was gonna say, there's definitely times that uh, de-stress, and there's definitely times maybe not. Yeah, yeah. Two years old has been a particular challenge. He's in the phase where he says no to everything at this point mm, in time. Yeah,
0: he, he just got knowledge of the word no.
1: Yeah. Do you want to eat? No. Do you want to go to bed? No. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, well I, I wish you all the best in raising him. And hopefully you add one other one too. So you can have a partner to play with or something.
1: I was going to say, it might change the balance. And the you know even numbers makes it harder. But yeah, we'll, we'll think about it. Yeah.
0: Well, okay, well, which which leads us to the topic of today, um, which I didn't say earlier. Um, I'd I, I like us to discuss vasectomy. Um, and, and the reason why I'd like us to discuss vasectomy, I know uh, our listeners will be wondering what has vasectomy got to do with reconnected marriage partners. And I think the reason why I'm bringing it up is that I asked, asked people in some groups about their thoughts about vasectomy in some WhatsApp groups. And interestingly, I was kind of ignored. People just made some funny comments and, you know, few persons and nobody was really engaged in the conversation. And so I, I put up a survey and sent it out and had, you know, and I got about 11 11 females, I think, responded. Actually, 11 males responded and 13 females, or is it the reverse? 13 males responded and 11 females responded to the survey I sent out about vasectomy. But before I even go to some of my findings in this survey, I'll appreciate if you can tell us what vasectomy is all about.
1: Yeah, so vasectomy is a... a surgical procedure of uh, what they consider permanent sterilization for males. It's surgery performed to suffer the fast deferens, which is the tube that carries sperm from the testes to the urethra. And by suffering it, you kind of stop being able to produce sperm to fertilize an egg as the hope.
0: So, and thank you for making it simple. I, I believe our audience will understand, um, at least the sperm as fertilization and all that. And so talking about this, why, why I feel that, um, couples need to have this conversation is I, I found out that most times the burden of, um, sterilization seemed to be on the woman rather than the man. Interestingly, in one of my conversations with someone, the guy had never even heard anything about vasectomy before. And so this is kind of a a way to educate people, you know, about this. And so I I don't know if in your practice, you've ever had a kind of resistance from men or women about having the procedure.
1: Yeah. So interestingly enough, like a good point to discuss is the difference between kind of permanent sterilizations for a man and for a woman. And so why we actually encourage men to have the permanent sterilization over the woman, because our testicles are on the outside of our body, as opposed to women's ovaries on the inside of the body, the medical procedure for a vasectomy is actually much safer and simpler for men. Well, For a woman to have the procedure, they actually have to have like a general anaesthetic. They have to have intra-abdominal surgery. It's a higher risk procedure, a higher risk of complications. So it's actually safer for a man to have the procedure. And so it actually we actually encourage men if they, you know, if you both partners are are choosing between it. And so, yeah, unfortunately, I think with kind of male culture, there is often a pushback of concerns of. Kind of manhood and uh, virility as kind of associated with people's identity, and so the thought of having a vasectomy I think does scare off some men. I, I, I do. There is, I think, some misconceptions too that kind of gives men a pause, where they think, you know, this, you know, you know, they're gonna the the funny joke is they're gonna cut off my penis in the medical procedure, which is is not not the procedure at all. Um, But because I think of these misconceptions, I think there is some different hesitation. Occasionally, women do push back about uh, the men getting the vasectomy. Um, it's usually in stranger situations like, well, if my husband gets a vasectomy, it doesn't help my boyfriend out. So there's occasional times where women still prefer to have their, their own fertility managed, but you know, most of the time, if we had to choose between a couple, having the man get the procedure is is uh, preferable just from the, the safety point of view. So,
0: I just want to go into my survey. So, with the 11 um, females who filled out, there was the question of, has your husband had a vasectomy? And 90.9% said no. Only one person said yes and 10 said no. For the men, have you had a vasectomy? We had 92% say no, and 7.1, 7.7% say yes. So I believe that's um, still a 1 to 12. Uh, uh, you know. and, and so that just speaks of what you're actually um, talking about. And One other question that was asked was, um, if given the opportunity to have a vasectomy, would you take it? So, we had 66.7% say no, and 33.3% say yes in men, and interestingly, the female said (laughs) um, 50-50. So, this will lead me to um, some of the, the questions that I had asked in the survey, and maybe you can just let us know if it's a yes or no, and maybe you can add some um, clarity to, to your response. So one of it is, uh, which people tend to believe, is that if I have a vasectomy, I will not be able to have sex the way I used to.
1: Yeah, so I I I... Yeah, that's maybe a loaded question where, let's say you felt like the vasectomy changed who you are as a man, that might have psychological implications that may, would affect the way you could perform, mm-hmm. but physiologically, it, it it probably wouldn't change uh, the way that you have, have sex. Of course, post-operatively, there's a period of usually about a week, maybe two weeks, where they say kind of no strenuous activity, including sex. Um, just to allow for regular post-op recovery. But one of the things I think men find su- surprising is that um, you, without producing sperm, you would still produce semen.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, because semen is produced by other organs in the male reproductive tract, uh, so the consistency might change a bit, but you would still produce um, ejaculate. Yeah, a medical term. So, for most men, they they actually think getting the vasectomy, you know, there nothing would be would be produced. So, I would say in most most cases, things would carry on exactly how they will pile. Okay. Or, may, or maybe even better yeah. if you're not worried about getting pregnant.
0: Yeah, fair uh, so, so with with um with um you you just talked about recovery. Um, And and so some persons feel that recovery is is too long. You know, usually um, most surgeries goes from six weeks to, you know, maybe several months, depending on what kind of surgery. So what's the recovery time after a vasectomy?
1: Yeah. So again, luckily, because our testicles are located outside of the body, the incisions that they have to make or incision, sometimes even just one incision they have to make is one, maybe two centimeters wide, uh, usually in the middle of the scrotum. So it, it is a very small incision that they need to recover from. And so depending on how um, conservative you your you the surgeon is, it's usually they say no strenuous activity for one to two weeks. Sure. And so, um, you know, for the first couple of days things are quite so you probably are not doing much except for just hanging out on the couch watching TV. And then after that you can kind of go back to kind of light activity, probably no heavy sports, you know, again, maybe maybe no no intercourse uh for the first little bit. And then after about one to two weeks, you should be relatively back to back to full speed. As opposed to again, like what you said for like a female sterilization, like a tubal ligation. Well, they usually have a much longer course because there is multiple incisions. It is intra-abdominal recovering from from that. And so yeah, it is a it is a faster recovery for, for men.
0: Okay. So I do know well, talking from um experience that I, I was told that I needed to to so abstain from sex for a while because there may be the there may still be some sperm. Yeah, in into
1: the reproductive tract. Yeah, so men kind of continuously produce sperm at different levels of development. So even after the fast deference is is it's cut, good. yeah, suffered, um, there still might be, you know, a, a bullet in the chamber, if you will. And so um, you, after the recovery phase, you you can actually... You could engage in sexual activity, but you would have to use a a backup form of birth control for the risk of still having uh, uh, live sperm inside uh, reproductive tract. So as as a a double check to make sure the procedure was successful, there was actually a double check to do a a semen analysis to make sure there's no sperm in it.
0: How soon is this double check um, done?
1: Yeah, so it changes, but it's usually within about two to three months, depending on the the surgeon itself. So, you know, three months if you're doing conservative. And and they usually like to have a set amount of of ejaculations to make sure things are kind of cleared out. So you have some mandatory homework to do. Yeah, mandatory
0: homework. Yeah. So you you did talk of the, the pain of the so one of the things i realized is that people did not want to go into um i mean take this procedure because they they feel it's going to be painful and and i know pain is relative and mm-hmm. and and so let's just compare it to any other kind of surgery um maybe from 1 to 100 what would you say the pain may be like
1: yeah, I would I would probably put it into the the low low teens. It's um again, so doing the procedure itself, they they use local anesthetic for the incision. So there is a pinch in a burn, And so that's a bit of uncomfortableness. And then when they're working on the fast deference, as you can imagine, there's a tugging sensation, which is usually described as kind of an unpleasant pressure sensation. But it's not painful in the sense of, you know, someone's cutting into your skin, um, but there is a bit of uncomfortableness with that. And then again, recovery, you're recovering from a, a one to two centimeter cut. It in a sensitive spot. I'll, I'll say that, but um, again, comparatively to other types of surgeries where you would have, you know, maybe four incisions on your abdomen, plus, you know, insufflation of, in of your, inside your abdomen for laparoscopic procedure. The, the recovery is, is, is the procedure and the recovery are, are, are pretty well tolerated. So for example, this procedural is often done awake in offices in clinics. It's so simple that you don't even need to go to a, an OR. You can just have it done in a, a local outpatient clinic with just some cleaning and some freezing. Um, again, some, I mean, don't, don't want it done awake and they can get some sedation some men get a, a small anti-anxiety medication like an Ativan before the procedure um most of the time just playing some music and just you know it's often less than 15 minutes in length as opposed to other surgeries you know up to an hour and so again all around it's a relatively quick and i would say low on the pain scale
0: looking back at the survey um some people are concerned that um their husbands will not feel like a man and that's the fear that something is going to go wrong. I think those were the highest ratings I had and why they wouldn't go for a vasectomy or advise their husbands to go for a vasectomy. What are the chances that something could go wrong?
1: Yeah. So every medical procedure, there's, you know, risk of complications, right? Um, you know, one of the things that we don't talk about is like, what is the risk of childbirth? Like, I don't know if anybody has attended, you know, the birth of a child, a very risky procedure. There's risks of bleeding and injuries and breathing. And so, uh, when we're talking about risks, we have to keep that in mind. And so, um, of course, the the risks, relatively when you put them together, are, are quite low in the less than kind of 1%, probably on average. The most common type of risk of is a uh, what they call a hematoma which is a collection of blood it's like a a bruise and so you might have one um scrot uh one testicle one side of the scrotum swell up with this with this bruise which might be a bit uncomfortable but would resolve on its own of course anytime you make any kind of incision in the skin there's a risk of infection um so you know, post-operative pain, most of the time, the pain is for one to two weeks, some people can extend up longer than that. But these are often less than 1%. And a lot of people focus on that, like, oh, 1%. But, you know, there's a Greater than ninety nine percent chance that everything goes smoothly without problems is, is 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 the usual. So, and again, comparing risks. So, if, if you're looking for permanent sterilisation for a family unit, the risks of any complications to the woman having a tubal ligation are, are much higher. Yeah. So, so pound for pound, you know, there's, you can never say nothing is without risk, but we take risks every single day in our life. We drive to work. We have kids. We you know, play sports like, yeah. So,
0: so I I know due to locations of where um we have our listeners, um this question may is in regards to the finances. You know, if it's financially um expensive to to get it done.
1: Yeah, and so again, I it's hard for me to comment, kind of. Worldwide, but you know, in Alberta, this is uh, it's usually like uh covered by the Alberta Health in, Insurance, and so uh, kind of family planning permanent sterilization is one of those you know, like if you had to get a tubal ligation, then um, that being said, I'm sure there was some private clinics somewhere that you could pay a lot of money for the premium experience. Or if you live in, for example, the United States, there might be a cost. But again, if you're looking at cost of a procedure. One procedure is a simple 15-minute procedure done in an outpatient clinic by, you know, one to two staff members. Well, uh, tubal ligation would be done in an OR over an hour with an anesthetist involved. <laughs> and so cost-wise, it would be, even for the healthcare system, it's much cheaper for, for a frasectomy.
0: I think this will probably be a uh, last question. And... um it it has to do with the religious the religious piece of things and which has to do with is it a sin to to have vasectomy
1: yeah so this is a a challenging question to to answer um it probably depends on 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 which uh kind of religion you do follow and i i don't don't consider myself a religious expert so i i do encourage everyone to consult their local religious authority <laughs> uh for for answers on that but um uh again if if you're talking about both control and your your family is accepting of both control i i think this is a is a is a great and safe option for your family
0: um well i, I think those are the, the the questions i i i believe i have for you, for you today i don't know if there's any um you know last um Words you you want to say to to our listeners in regards to this um, vasectomy or to this procedure?
1: Yeah, some, uh, sometimes I I find when I'm talking to patients, um, again, the, especially about the hesitation about the procedural, they kind of focus on the you know oh well my manhood and you know I'm worried my identity as a man might be affected by this procedural. and I. Again, personally, feel like uh, if you're in a family union and you want to act and feel like a man, one of the things that we usually take on as a role is to make sure we're looking after and providing for you know our partners and our family, and to think that you would you know make your wife go through a mole whiskey procedure, I don't think that's I, I don't think that's manning up to the 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 need so I I would really strongly encourage you know looking into it and seeing if it's right for your family if 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 your family is exploring you know permanent sterilisation so
0: um, thank you so so much for that um, encouragement you know um, of course as my doctor I had to speak to you in regards to this procedure before going ahead with it and one of the reasons why I did it is because I, I just felt I I wanted to lift up the the uh take the responsibility rather than give it to my wife um which of course even when we talk of the pills and all the other things there are a lot of other issues that comes with pet controls and and all and so i thought you know what why not just go ahead and do this and you know give the lady a rest. She's already giving me three kids, so <laughs> why put her through more more headaches? Yeah. You know,
1: so T- take on this small surface for <laughs> for for the nine times three months of service she's done. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Well you, you all have heard it from Dr. Adam Mildenberger. He 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 he's a physician um and an anesthetist. Uh, Also with um, in Peace River. And so he's spoken to us today about vasectomy. And so if you are considering it, um, you have the facts before you. If you feel that all your questions were not answered, um, you can reach out to me. Um, You know how to reach out to me. And I can always send the questions to Dr. Um, Adam. And um, unless maybe you you, I think they should reach out to me. With the, yeah.
1: Although the local healthcare practitioner, yeah, I think that's a very reasonable option. Okay.
0: Yeah. Or any any local health healthcare uh, practitioner will be able to answer your questions. So well, and that's it for um, tonight. And um, thank you all for listening. And we just say that um, you have and. Exciting week, and you know what? God bless you and stay connected. Bye. If
1: you like that, Among Show, please don't forget to leave a review to spread
0: the love. Hi, friend. If you've been inspired or found value in this episode, one of the best ways to thank us is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast we would love to hear from you please feel free to share this episode with friends and family and together we can build stronger marriages families and communities stay connected shalom